What are your favorite Minnesota sports podcasts saying about the Minnesota Wild this week? Find out today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. And just as a reminder, Locked On Wild is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, we present part one of episode five of the Minnesota Sports Podcast Collaboration Show, hearing from such podcasts as Locked On Wild, Sound the Foghorn, The Soda Pod, Judd's Buds, Brave the Wild, and many more. So we present to you this week's episode. We'll turn it over to The Soda Pod guys, Isha Jerome, and State of Hoppy. Welcome, everybody, to the Minnesota Sports Collaboration Podcast Show, where we highlight all of our Minnesota content creators, shows, and friends here on the program. Poppy, how's it going? It's going great, man. I'm excited to come together with all of our friends. You've heard them on our show, or if you're listening on their show, maybe you've heard us jump in with them. But uh, every week, we're going to have little teasers and snippets from everybody's shows in one spot on all of our feeds so you can get a little taste. And hey, if you haven't listened to one, go check them out. Throw everyone a quick little subscribe and let's make everyone happy. Now, Isha, what's the first one we have here for this week? We're going to throw to Locked on Wild. Our boy Seth Topol drops daily Minnesota Wild content with a wide range of guests. Here's a quick clip of some of his recent content. Kevin Fiala had a couple of goals again. And uh, just continues to be on an absolute heater over his uh, last several games. In fact, over his last 24 games, we'll get to why 24 is a significant number here in a second. Over his last 24 games, Kevin Fiala has 13 goals, 17 assists. By that math, 30 points in 24 games. He is now on pace ladies and gentlemen, for a season that would put him near the top of the list in terms of total points in wild history. He is currently on pace now for 30 goals and 46 assists. He's on pace for a 76-point season. And this, after the start to the year, in which uh, it seemed like it took Fiala forever to get himself going. He finished basically the first two months of the season with three goals. He scored in the first game of the year and then did not score for almost another month. So you take that slow stretch out of out of play. Did the math with a little help. Um, I tried to do the math and the formula did not work whatsoever, which is just... You know, just fantastic. Um, Hideki Nishida on Twitter, assisting with uh, some of the uh, 
the numbers projections because we were trying to figure out what his points pace is with Matt Boldy on that line. That's where the 24 games comes in handy because that's the number of games that Boldy has played with the Wild. And Fiala has basically been there every step of the way with him on that line. So the points pace for Fiala with Matt Boldy on the team is over 100. He's on pace through those 82 games. If you take the sample size with Matt Boldy and you stretch it out to an 82-game season, Fiala is on pace for over 44 goals and over 58 assists. 102.5 points per 82 games with Matt Boldy as his line mate. Kirill Kaprizov, by that same token, who now has 71 points in 55 games, is on pace for 106 points, 42 goals, 64 assists. He's already moved himself into the top five all-time for the Wild in single-season points totals. He's already done it with 55 games played on the season. This this is going to go down for Caprizov. Well, here's, and here's the crazy thing. We figured that Kirill Kaprizov was going to do this, was going to continue to rise after uh, a sensational season last year. So he is going to back up winning the Calder Trophy by shattering the team record for points in a season. Not a bad encore. But Kevin Fiala is going to slide himself, if he continues on this pace, he's going to slide himself into the top five as well. So you have two guys that are right around 25 that will be heading into the offseason with career seasons for themselves, but also career seasons amongst wild history. Something to think about. Just uh, fascinating to see how this is going to play out uh, for the Minnesota Wilds in the offseason because one of those guys, Mr. Kevin Fiala, is going to have a contract situation come due here relatively soon. And you're not going to be able to take him to arbitration again and uh, get him to stick around long term. So every point, every goal, every assist for Fiala drives his price up a little bit more. So fun to see those guys continuing to carry this team and continuing to push themselves towards all-time great Minnesota Wild seasons. Again, if you like what you heard, you can follow all of Seth's great content by searching Locked On Wild wherever you get your podcasts or checking them out on social at Locked On Wild. That's right, folks. It's finally time once again as college basketball's NCAA tournament is finally upon us. You can get everything from all the latest odds, contests, and player props at betonline.net. They have the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information needs, including live betting, 
and your favorite Vegas casino games. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. You can find all of it and more at Bet Online, where the game starts. Uh, next, we have <laughs> yours truly, the Soda Pod. Uh, we'll tease our other contributors later, but Hoppy and I talk everything Minnesota Wild beer and hockey. Here's a teaser from our most recent episode. Isha, we talked about this in the live stream, but Minneapolis is actually a, a group of kids that my brother and a college buddy both coached them as double-A Bantams, and a lot of the kids go off and play at private schools, but the ones that were left over managed to make it through. Apparently, they're in my old section now. They were never there when I played there, but uh, beat Duluth, Ben Myers' alma mater, which, oh, God, I it'd be so cool if he ended up at the Wild, but I've already accepted that it probably won't happen. <laughs> um, but squeaked through, got here, Minneapolis, Alexandria. What are we going with? We got to go with your brother's team in Minneapolis. All right. We're going Minneapolis. You hear that, Joe? Uh, We're supporting your boys. So there's not not much drama to talk through here. There weren't any like crazy upsets, right? Like the top dog from seven made it. The top dog from eight made it. We got Hermantown and War Road. Matamidi, we knew we'd get through. And Minneapolis was the one seed for their section, but that was probably the most interesting path. But the rest of these, nothing too crazy to report. So we'll see what happens. But again, everyone, we want to know what the championship matchup is, who's going to win. Follow us, share the post on Wednesday, and you will be entered for one of the Soda Stick hoodies. Now we've got double A. This is where it gets a little bit more interesting because we had some fucking craziness happening here. Because up here, Isha, there's maybe one team that squeaks through that's not great, but usually double A is like creme de la creme. And there were some yeah, really interesting tournaments leading up. I, I I even recognize a lot of the names here just from, you know, again, covering the Minnesota Wild for two years and talking with you and other hockey fans. Like, obviously, the high school names come up. And I'm like, this is these are the teams that I know now looking at this uh, at this bracket. For sure. And it it's interesting, too, because there's a lot that you've heard of and that, you know, that got beaten before getting in. That's what. That's what makes it crazy is like no team is a lock to get in no matter what their reputation is. Um, so for the first, let, let's go through the seeding initially. Okay. So we got the one seed Hill Murray who beat white bear Lake in really what I'm going to call the soda stick matchup here <laughs> because white bear Lake apparently blocked soda stick and they immediately oh, came out and said, well, guess what? We're going to be Hill Murray supporters then. I saw that. That's insane. So, Landon, your your team made it. They're the one seed. I hate Hill Murray, but I'll support them for you in just that sense. (laughs) Um, Number two seed, another private school. Fuck you. Creighton Durham Hall. Um, Also, Isha, did you watch all the Mighty Ducks movies? Yeah. So, in the third movie, do you know what the school is that they attend? I'm guessing it's this one. No, that it's called Eden Hall Academy. Okay. And it's a combination of Eden Prairie, Wheaton <laughs> Durham Hall, and uh, St. Thomas Academy. That's so, so funny. Um, they are the oh. two seed. They came out of a, a tough battle, but they were the, the favorite to come out for their section. Um, number three, Maple Grove, who was a team that was actually the number two seed in their section, 
Rogers was the team expected to come out ahead in that, but uh, Maple Grove, always a strong program. Um, just interesting to see them pull off the three. Um, although some would argue with me, I guess. Um, the four seed, this is where we get into the fun, Isha. The four seed is Moorhead High School, um, a team that I have historically supported wholeheartedly in the AA tournament. Orange jerseys, the Spuds, what a cool fucking name. Oh, Matt yeah, yeah. Cullen is one, yeah. like the poster child of <laughs> Moorhead hockey. Um, and, you know, Section 8, got to cheer for the Northern teams, and they've done a good job. They have dismembered Eden Prairie for me a couple of times. So mm. they've always been a team of mine. But guess what? This year, this year's different because the uh, the the spoof uh, Dave Spihar account posted something saying that when uh, Rozo was upset by Elk River, it was basically he didn't watch the game, but he just knew that Rozo fucked up and laid an egg. And I just commented because like I follow both those programs. Like they're the programs, you know, and do green jerseys and they're the Rams like Rozo. That's a pretty cool thing. I'm like, Oh damn. I was really looking forward to that championship game. And some random person on Twitter replies, maybe next year. I'm like, huh? I need to dig into this. <laughs> Marcus, Marcus, our man, Again, I'm, I'm going to cheer for Moorhead right now because I think they're our only chance to beat some of these private schools. But Marcus, had you guys made it to the tourney, I was going to be your biggest cheerleader. Elk River High School Elks, which we learned that a group of Elks is a gang. So definitely full-on Elk <laughs> gang. Um, elk gang, baby. They, they upset Rozo. Not only upset Rozo, but Marcus, who's the one that clapped back at me in a very subtle, calm way. <laughs> Dude, put up a fucking hattie against them to do it. So fucking cool. Marcus, wow. ball out, man. Maybe I'll just randomly run into Marcus at the tourney if he goes. But um, they actually were tight with Moorhead through the first two periods, like tied all the way through. And then finally, Moorhead just pulled away, got a couple goal lead. Then goalie starts getting pulled. It ends up getting out of hand. The 8-4 score is not indicative of how that game went. Elk River, really cool that they went that far with them. And Moorhead, I mean, they had been a top 10 team for most of the year. So, um, but hey, kudos to my Elks. That's right, Elk River High School. <laughs> um, but Moorhead's probably the team I'm going to support the heaviest out of this crew. Then we've got the five seed who will naturally play Moorhead and over high school. Andover of late has been a pretty strong program. Actually, uh <sighs> I think they were runner up. Maybe no, they might have won the tournament a couple of years back. And they had, I mean, both boys and girls teams fucking stacked. My brother actually coached some of the girls in Elite League in the summer and just said, like, yeah, there's no chance they lose this. Um, <laughs> uh, but Andover, they were at large expected to make it in. Then we have, of course, the random draws. Well, Lakeville South High School, which that one usually goes to Lakeville South or Lakeville North. Um, they unfortunately have to match up with Hill Murray, which that's the one that's most up for debate because I think they were like 20 something and three and they oh, got shit. stuck with the number one seed. Whereas prior Lake was the four seed in their section. Edina was a 
not the one seed from their section and they both got more favorable matchups. So that's where I think this uh, process kind of gets fucked, but whatever. Um, I just mentioned Edina gets in and it's weird. I'm, I'm kind of conflicted because I love it when they get in because then I get to hate them. Right. Yeah, like I want, I want them, them yeah. to be there so I can hate them. It's, it's a weird, I, I got a whole complex about me. I need to talk to my therapist about it, but I know. Cause even, even I'm picking up on this. With oh, you and Dinah. fucking cake eaters, man. Uh, <laughs> what, what is the quote? So it's on that, uh, Dave Spihar's, uh, that spoof account. It's, uh, Ah, uh, the state tournament, the the time of year when the northern teams hate the metro teams, metro teams hate the private schools, and everyone hates. And everyone Edina. hates Adina. <laughs> <laughs> just incredible! It's incredible. I love That's it. That's awesome. If you didn't hate what you just listened to, you can find all of our content at the Soda Pod on social, that being Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, or by searching the Soda Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Who's up next? Minnesota Sports Chat. Those new to Ross or Minnesota Sports Chat, you get anything from a unique spin on Minnesota sports to the wrecks of a frozen pizza connoisseur. House, if you follow the socials, many Gopher faithful, very angstful about, or angsty might be the better, better actual word to use, about how the Gopher basketball program finished and i guess i i really don't understand the angst i get it if you know you you had high expectations for this team and i'm not trying to tell people how to be fans but at the same time i'll I'll tell you i don't understand how people would have had such lofty expectations for this team at the beginning of the year i thought they could maybe win 10 games and, and i thought that was probably even being optimistic and they won 13. So yeah, they finished last in the Big Ten, but whatever. To me, it is it is what it is. Nothing that Ben Johnson did or didn't do this year was going to lead me to have any grandiose opinions either for or against him. I will save those for, you know, probably at the earliest, mid to late next year. But realistically, you're talking years three and four. I just, I don't put much stock into this. I had a few people come after me and say, well, this is the roster that he put together. Well, yeah, it's a roster he put together on the fly, and I get it. Other people did similar things and put together better rosters. They're also not coaching at Minnesota that historically doesn't make the NCAA tournament. I, I came into the season thinking, just like you did, the Big Ten season would be tough. They won a few more of the non-conference games than I had anticipated, and you saw earlier in the year how well they played when they weren't physically exhausted. I just thought by the end of the year, all those minutes were starting to add up. Look at Peyton Willis out there last night. I, I felt like he just had nothing left in the tank. Guys are just getting to the point where you can't keep playing all those minutes, and that's a result of you know the patchwork roster, getting a lot of transfers, filling in the gaps, and not having the depth. So I would say you know the, we saw the flashes with this program, some wins where you're like, okay, the Michigan, where they played super well on the road, and the X's and O's side of it where, you know, Ben would draw some really great stuff up out of timeouts and they scored. I wrote a piece on that a few weeks ago, just looking at the success they had out of timeouts. Ben showed us that he can, he has the X's and O's acumen and a really, really good staff. He just needs some talent. They need guys that are more versatile down, you know, that can step outside, play in the post, 
create challenges for teams, you know, in a variety of different ways. And and Ben's just need some time for that personnel. I thought we saw some really good things, but people just need to be patient. You can find this beauty on social at Brendel Ross. That's B-R-E-N-D-E-L Ross. And his podcast by searching Minnesota Sports Chat on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Who's up? Judd's Buds. Mutant, Spitter, Sicko, Z. We don't care what you call him. To us, Spokes Z just means elite prospect coverage. Here's a preview of the brilliant ramblings you can hear on Judd's Buds. Let's go to the questions because there's a, a lot of good ones. And there's just a lot in general. Um, let's start with wild farm report. Assuming Fiala is on the team next year, who does Rossi fit better between 97, 36 or 12, 22? I'd say 12, 22. Um, I think Marco Rossi's, I think he's going to want the puck a lot more. I think Zucker, I mean, both Fiala and Boley do tend to have the puck a lot, but, um, you know, I just look at the way Marco Rossi plays, um, you know, especially going right in, you know, he's going to be going to the NHL. He's played with, uh, Boldy before, um, you know, he's going to be on the puck more. He's going to be making more passes. I think 97, 36, I think Caprizov and Zuccarello, first of all, it's really hard to just step into the NHL and play with them. I think they play really fast in the offensive zone. They're doing their, like, you know, Caprizov's doing a, 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 roundabout doing three laps around the offensive zone and then just pass it to Zuccarello. They're playing catch. Um, I do think he just fit, kind of fits better with uh, Fial and Boldy. And then even defensively, I think him and Boldy are really good at locking it down, but they already have chemistry together. So I'd start him there uh, next season. If they do decide to have him in the NHL next year, which I think he's ready or he will be ready. And I think those are two really good line mates for him. Again, he's already played with Boldy. They look incredible together um, on the power play, on the penalty kill, neutral zone. Um, that chemistry is there. And I think he would look really good dishing to Fiala. Um, you know, whether he's the play driver or he's going to be a complimentary piece, he can just kind of fit in. That's the thing about Ronco Rossi. He just fits in wherever he's playing. So um, I stick in between there. I think he sees more of the puck. Um, and I think it's a lot less challenging than trying to fit in right with Caprizov and Zuccarello, um, even though I think they do elevate whoever their center is either way. Uh, but I think it's just a natural fit with Boldy and Fiala, uh, with Rossi in between them. Dave Curtis, what was your I became a fan of the wild when story? Dudes rock confirmed. Um, I think I've said this before. So, you know, obviously growing up in Boston, I was, you know, Boston's been the team forever. Um, and then I was really young. I eventually just started watching more hockey outside of just Boston, especially when they were pretty bad for a little bit. Um, so I started watching other teams around the league. Uh, I really started following teams that um, you know, the fan base is crazy. You know, big hockey markets. The games looked sick. Um, you know, they were loud. They're fun. Um, Minnesota kind of just caught my eye. It's obviously it's the state of hockey. The Excel Energy Center is always bumping. Um, you know, for me, like if I'm going to live anywhere other than Boston, like Minnesota is like the ideal place for me. Um, you know, it's all hockey. It's it's just the way it is. But uh, truthfully, you know, so I saw, obviously I started watching. Minnesota when they first went back uh, and then 
I think it was the year that he set the franchise record for the most shorthanded goals in Bruins history in one season. Uh, I fell in love with Brian Ralston. He scored nine shorties. I think it was 03. And the lockout happened. He ended up in Minnesota. Uh, he was great in Minnesota. So that's kind of when I just jumped on that bandwagon. Um, and ever since then, it's been they've been like 1B. So we can thank uh, the state of hockey and we can thank Roly Polioli. Um, that's not his name. Brian Rolston, uh, you know, breakaway clap bombs and then scoring short. He's like, no one's business. Um, but yeah, it, it was really Brian Rolston, believe it or not. And now it's just been love ever since. My buddy Dom Tiano, this I know it's tongue in cheek. Uh, will Jack McBain sign an NHL or AHL do his deal as soon as his season's over? NHL, because I think there's a chance he could get into games at the end of the year. I think his game naturally translates to the NHL. Um, you know, obviously it's a big jump, especially when this is the first year he's really popped off. Yeah, I know the rumors. If you go and listen to the 31 or 32 Thoughts podcast today with Merrick and Friedman, he's Merrick explained the McBain situation exactly how I told you he meant it. There are no real rumors. Um, but if you think that the Wild wouldn't be willing to include him in a package, if that could get if he could be a package for a big center, then yeah, they would do that. It's a no brainer. Like I love the kid, but he's not like irreplaceable. I don't think it's like if you trade him, it's not like you're trading Marco Rossi or who's Nadino, if that would have crazy implications on the future of your franchise. So um, yeah, I think he signs the NHL deal. Hopefully it's in Minnesota. If not, hopefully they move him and get something for him. You're not going to get it again. I've said this before. You're not going to get a ton uh, for him right now, like if you're just trading him, you're getting like a mid round pick maybe. Um, but for me, if you can't, you just can't let the kid walk. I'd be shocked if they let him walk and got nothing for him. Um, moving on, Max McCormick, which prospects have exceeded expectations this season and which have failed to meet expectations? In other words, whose stock has risen and whose has fallen? Uh, the first one that comes to mind in terms of their stock rising. Um, I mean, aside from a kid like Connor Dewar, like I figured, you know, he was in the running to make the NHL squad. Um, and then when he started in Iowa, I figured that's where he'd be all year. And then he just took off when he went back down, um, you know, and made his way to the NHL. And I don't really see how you can take him out of the lineup. Uh, I think he's a really good piece for them. Um, I think he's going to be a really good player for a long time. So, but I mean, other than him, I think, the first one that comes to mind is like a Pavel Novak. Um, you know, I've said it before, the knock on him forever has been that he's a one-dimensional scorer, uh, one-dimensional offensive player, uh, gets a lot of power play cookies. You know, it's that bomb of a shot from the circle uh, in Ovi's office. Uh, but this year, he's just been incredible. He's been their best player just about every night. Um, you know, he's fighting through adversity, too. He's, he's taking skate blades to the face, um, and he's coming back. Cage on. Um, he's scoring a, a ton of different ways. I think he's at least working on being more multidimensional. Uh, you know, it's it's he's not a sure thing for the NHL, but I'm betting on the kid. But um, you know, coming in, I kind of expected like a 2040 season from him, and he's already surpassed that. He's I think he's right around 24 goals and 30 something assists. Um, they still have a good amount of games left, but again, he's scoring in different ways. He's going hard to the net. He's forechecking really hard. Um, again, his feet, for whatever reason, stop moving the defensive zone and he just like watches the puck and glides to the, to the wall. Uh, which is why I'm a fan of letting him play another year in junior, assuming, assuming he still has eligibility. 
Um, but he's definitely exceeded my expectations. He looks like a completely different player than the one than the player that they drafted. Um, so he's been a pleasant surprise. And it's showing up on the score sheet. And again, he's outproducing guys that went way higher than him in the draft on his own team. Um, and he's kind of just been their most important player. I love the versatility, the ability for him to throw him um, in the middle when you need a big faceoff win. Like he's not going to kill a ton of ton of penalties for you, but you'll see him out there in the first PK unit to win that faceoff. Kind of like a uh, what's that position lacrosse the Fogo faceoff get out. Um, but he's I think he's won like seventy percent of the faceoffs he's taken, and he's taken a good amount. So. He's he's just looked really good. Um and if he continues to work on the defensive side of the game, you know, if he can get a little bit I think if he works on his skating a little bit and just has a little bit better form and technique, then um, you know, you're looking at a kid with a real shot to play in it play NHL games. Um definitely a couple of years away. But I think anyways, he's been the kid for me that's really um exceeded those expectations same thing with like a jack mcbain you know this is the first series really popped off i don't know if i expected 17 goals in 21 games um you know the potential was always there but you're always just waiting for him to hit it and then he got his opportunity on that first line this year you know he's getting all the minutes he clearly worked his bag off in the offseason skating's better defensive games are really good he just does everything really well so um, you know, he's always been a really good player. And like I said before, this is a kid that had first round pedigree in his draft year and then kind of just fell off. Um, and we've kind of just been waiting for that size and skill to really like shine. Um, and this year it finally has. And I, but I mean, it's been dominant. He scored in every single game that he came back from after the Olympics. They didn't win a game until he came back. Um, or they won one game before he came back. And then he comes back, scores two in the first game back, scores again in the second and then uh, the third and fourth, he, he scores both. So um, he's just been incredible. So, you know, I figured he'd have a good year, but I don't know if I expected this much from him. And I don't know if I expected him to make an Olympic team. So there you go. Okay. Let's talk about DraftKings. The NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles. Oh God. Hat tricks and big wins. <clears throat> As the action rolls on, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win big two. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If Sportsbook is not available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NHL team, and get $150 in free Bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 plus restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And let's just keep going with the details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-426-2537. Uh, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Wyoming. 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado and New Hampshire. 
888-789-7777 slash visit http ccpg dot i don't think i'm supposed to read all this dot org <laughs> slash chat connecticut 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-877-770-STOP, 7867 in uh, Louisiana, 877-8-HOPE-NY slash text HOPE-NY in New York. Visit, <laughs> visit OPGR.org in Oregon. Call text Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889- 9789 in Tennessee or 1888532-3500 in Virginia. 21-plus, 18-plus in New Hampshire, Wyoming, physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Michigan, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming only. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. There was no way I was supposed to read that entire thing, but that's three minutes of our lives that we're never going to get back. And I hope we keep it in because that was really funny. <laughs> in my defense, I just asked Ish if I was supposed to read the whole thing, and he said yes. So that's uh, that happened. Dudes fucking rock. If you want more, you can find him every Tuesday and sometimes uh, we, we don't really know with him. He's kind of a wild card, maybe even Thursdays on the soda pod feed. So same podcast feed as before. But if you want to follow him specifically and for some reason you haven't already, you can check him out on Twitter at Spoked Z. That does it for today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Again, thank you to the soda pod for putting this show together each and every week. Happy to be a part of it here at Locked on Wild. Make sure to follow any of the shows that you don't already that are part of the Minnesota Sports Podcast Collaboration Show. You can find their shows anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, make sure to follow Locked on Wild wherever you listen to podcasts. And stay with us on social media as the Locked on Madness tournament continues. We will keep you up to date with all things Minnesota Wild because if big news or a puck drops anywhere in the state of hockey... Lockdown Wild 